check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. step on this guy's white AF1s. Now, of course, they couldn't be the black AF1s. They were the white AF1s, and he was not happy. He was very pissed, and he wanted to throw down, I assuming he was drunk as well. And I said, okay, I get one call to one UFC fighter. Who am I calling? Jacob, who, who are we calling? I got to go with John Jones because he's massive right now. He's great in drunken altercations. He's, <laughs> he's fucking phenomenal in drunken altercations. <laughs> He, he has the most experience out of everybody. In all fairness, his last fight was a huge mismatch. She was not in his weight class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so, no, I think, dr- like, Drunk John, I'm taking him over anybody on the planet. I still maintain to this day that nobody's ever walked the planet that could beat John Jones in a fight, and I'll stand with that till the day I die. So, of course, I want him in a bar fight. So, yeah, John Jones. All right, Josh, what do you got? I mean, I love the John Jones pick. Uh, I don't know that this dude has ever had a had a beer in his life, but I think the obvious answer is Francis Ngannou. I mean, I think you could just call him and, and just have him walk up to the dude, yeah. and the dude is mortified. And, I I mean, the dude is going to run away, 100%. But, again, I, I doubt Francis has ever had a beer in his life. I don't even know that he would set foot in a bar, but, but if he did, I'm calling Francis. Francis likes to get drunk. He used to drink back in the day. I've heard him talk about it. That really, dude, really. I bet he parties. I, yeah, that's. I'm sure he can slug a beer. He, he parties and fucks white women. I guarantee. You. <laughs> like, <laughs> white women with fat asses. Yeah, white women with fat asses. Like, Francis is my guy. Then I, I'm locking it. <laughs> no, I'm sold. I wasn't sold before, but now I'm 100. percent I'm locking it in. <laughs> All right, so, Albert. Yeah. I think for mine, I would go with kind of a uh, surprise here, but I'm going to go with Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. Okay. Because not only is he going to knock the dude out fucking cold with one punch, like it's not going to go any further than that. He's going to be a fucking blast to party with. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine after he knocks some fucking moron out on the ground? The fucking jokes <laughs> and the beers we're gonna chug. Instantly, like, like chug a beer. Dude, I mean, you you know, and, you like, know he's knocking him out with a beer in his left hand. Yeah, like he's not spilling the beer. He like, knocks him out, rips his shirt off, cool. takes shots. Like there's <laughs> not a better night yeah, you can dude. have. Give him the black beers. Yeah, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> fucking right give me that guy. wait 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 can i give an alternate answer now that i'm thinking about it i mean yeah i still would go with francis but an alternate answer tie to ivasa he could knock him out and then we could do a shoey together oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah i can get on board with a shoey it would be electric yeah that would be fucking lit dj yeah, any fucking moron in a bar tie to ivasa is gonna knock you out you know 100 oh, the best ufc fighter of all time we need literally any MMA fighter, any in general, and then someone that can get lit with us afterwards. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was going to take Nganu, but 
taken. And then I was like, all right, I'll go Derek Lewis and then taken. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with someone who's not going to knock them out with their fists. He's going to throw one kick and then it's just over. Uh, it's going to be uh, Adesanya. I got to guess. If I wasn't going to go with him, I had to go with him. So, yeah. His going to come in. He's going to look at him. He's going to do a cool dance and then kick him. I stay away from it because the rest of my answers are going to be Adesanya. I seemed like this was a good one to go away from. I feel like he had to be mentioned, though. He had to be in the top four. So I I, I, I hit him in there. Well, the thing is, like, is he's taking all the bitches if he knocks them out? Oh, my God. That's the only problem. I was just going to say, he'd be a blast to party with, but I didn't think about, you're getting no pussy. (laughs) That's the only problem. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I feel like John, he's just too much of a mess in general. Like, he so much baggage, like, bitches know. Is he? Yeah, rude, straight sweat, like, yeah, just straight sweat. You have a date with Jill tonight, it's not gonna happen. For you. <laughs> and then, and then Taitu Ivasa and Derek Lewis are just fat, so that would, but then Francis Ngannou is another one that's just gonna take every single girl in the bar, so. Yeah, that might be a problem. We have plenty of like Derek Lewis type of women in Iowa. I promise you. Like, oh, okay. Like, women that. If he went love. to Outlaws tonight, he'd be <laughs> okay. He'd have the night of his life. <laughs> you have a good time. But yeah, this is the uh, crossover episode, combination episode of hide inside and throwing bows, throwing elbows, I guess, or is it throwing bows? It's just throwing bows, but I mean, you could call it whatever you want. I, I, if I'm going to give my two cents, throwing bows sounds way cooler. Like, yeah. elbows is kind of lame. Okay. Throwing bows is pretty badass. Yeah. You can you can credit B-Russ. He was the one. He was the original, the origin of the name. He he came out with Mont Lockmore as well. Like, the okay. dude, when it comes to naming stuff, I, the Washington football team should probably call him. Yeah. Or the He's Indians. Genius. Yeah. He's a creative genius. He is. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. You can do better than Guardians. Al Buddy did come up with hide inside. Listen, if there's ever a Coda Capper's fucking like Royal Rumble, I know who's fighting first. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, crossover episode. We're gonna dive into some UFC cards. Uh, but first, I mean, UFC is just a wild sport, it's not like you grow up and you have a home team like a Minnesota or a you know, a Cleveland or whatever. You're not home. There's no home UFC team. Like that's not a thing. So it's kind of a weird sport to get into. So we'll start with you first out. How did you get into UFC? So I got into UFC mainly one because Jacob started fiddling around with it about a year or two before me. And so I was, you know, I hang out with this douche nozzle enough times. It's playing in the background. You, You start to get intrigued with dudes punching other dudes in the face. And then what really caught me was Adesanya versus Derek Brunson because Derek Brunson, a lot of Derek Brunson's trash talk was about how skinny Adesanya was, how he had no muscles, how, you know, all of that stuff. And that, that just correlates really closely to home for me. Pretty skinny fellow over here. <laughs> I'm pretty confident in my abilities to uh, both trash talk and fight. I don't, I don't back down. I don't talk like I look. So, uh, Adesanya talking exactly like I do, being a pretty skinny fella. Now, granted, he's a lot more talented than me. <laughs> just a little but bit. I'm gonna talk just as confidently. But yeah, no, that one just really, really grabbed my attention. Just the way he defended himself and held himself with the whole fucking yeah, I'm skinny, just wait and see. And then he came out and just beat the fucking brakes off of him. And since then, I was just fucking hooked. And 
yeah, just literally fell in love with the sport, fell in love with fucking Adesanya as a fighter. It's just been full go since then. What a perfect fighter to fall in love with first. I mean, like, it, it not he's not as aggressive as Conor McGregor with, like, the getting the hype, but just his swagger, his, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's very, such a uh, cool guy. Very, he's awesome. Yeah, extremely, extremely exciting, no matter what he's doing. Like, literally, he can fucking record videos on YouTube reviewing other dudes' fights, and they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I actually just watched that today. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Cost of a tour, yeah. yeah. I watched that too. He's, That's why I brought it. He's, it's pretty fucking funny. He's, sweet. he's just a fucking funny guy. He's just he's just smooth. Everything he does. And he's smooth in the ring. He's smooth on the mic. He's just yeah. yeah. Very, very lucky. I kind of hooked my bandwagon to him. That clip of him just laughing. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> like you can use it for so many things. King of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, uh, yeah, Josh, we'll go to you. Uh, How did you get into the uh, UFC? Um, I would say like so. I was always just kind of into it. Like my my dad watched it a lot when I was younger. Um, so I would always like kind of kind of get into it. But I think as goes for a lot of people, I would say Connor is definitely kind of what really got me into it i would say uh, originally just watching every single connor fight like we would get friends together whenever connor would fight um but then i would say probably like that that was what started it but then 2017 is when i really got into it um when i went to college i I just started watching basically every weekend and uh I would say that the card that really got me into it, I forget exactly what number it was, like maybe like 204 or something, but it was November of 2017. It was uh, it was the GSP Bisping card with uh, Rose and Joanna won on it as well. Um, but I would say that that was probably what really started, like started it off for me. And I just have watched basically every event since then, whether I watch it live or, or afterwards. Um so I would say that's what that's what got me all into it. And my favorite fighters have kind of shifted all over the place. Like I'm a big fan of the Pettis brothers and everything, but um, but since then, like a lot of the guys have left the UFC or have gone to other promotions or retired that I've been a fan of. So um, right now I'm really on the Darren Darren Till train. I've been on it for a while. I think he's that's a probably, fun train to be on. I think he's so funny. I think he's I think he's genuinely behind Adesanya. I think he's might be the funniest dude in the UFC. And like him him and Adesanya both, and I love when they like. Oh, I love their back and forth. Dude. Go at it with each other, and and Adesanya. Jones looks, with an upstruck, like if you look at it at an angle, is the funniest dude in the UFC. That's sure. fair too. Uh, like, <laughs> gotta really look at it from an angle, but he's yeah. funny as fuck. It's really, more. it's really funny if you look at it from an angle. Really like, <laughs> a fucking idiot. But yeah, he's the But yeah, I don't know. I love, I love Darren Till. Like he's probably my guy right now. I love Brandon Moreno. Um, there's still a couple guys like, like lower guys, I guess. I love Jared Gordon. I don't know why. Well, he trained at Rufus sport for a while. Uh, he's in New York now, but, um, but yeah, I just love, I, I like a lot of different fighters, but I would say Darren Till is, is definitely my, my number one guy now. So anytime, anytime he's fighting, I'm glued to the TV, even though I took Brunson in the last fight, I picked with my head and not my heart, but yeah, you got to bet with that. Good call. All right, Jacob. Yeah, on to you. How did you get into the UFC? So, 
I I really started to fall in love with it in like college and a little bit before college. Um, I went up to you and I in high school and watched one of the Connor fights. It was the one he lost against Nate Diaz, I believe. And then I was in college for the second fight, and it was fucking insane. It was an insane fight. And from there, I was like, all right, this this rules. But honestly, from uh, Joe Rogan and listening to that, because I, I left college and went to started working. And so I was listening to Joe Rogan all day. And I started listening to Fight Companions and watching those. And, like, they started, like, explaining all the fighters, going over them, like, telling them what they knew about the fighters and, like, going over it live. And it made it so much more fun to listen to. Uh, I just – I fell in love with it from there. And also, like, I wrestled growing up, too, so I was always around the UFC, just, like, people talking about it and everything like that. But, like, my favorite fighters, like, I'm a jo- John Jones diehard. I, I will ride with this dude till death. I don't care. He could he could do any he could punch my mother and I'll still be like he's still the best fighter in the world he beat her ass like I'm not gonna I think he's the guy. he's he's like he's like I honestly mean this there's not a person who's ever walked the earth that earth that could beat John Jones in a fight like and I mean that like he's that fucking good he's insane he doesn't make sense as a human being and he's such a degenerate and as a fellow degenerate I feel like it'd be appreciated more by some of us but no I guess not. Uh, but I mean, he's he keeps on hitting women with cars in his fist, and it's just a problem. And there's, I there's a pretty general theme here, though: women, cars, and damage. Yeah, he looks so sick in his Instagram videos with his German Shepherd, though, so it doesn't really matter. Even the guns, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he looks dope. But other, like my diehard, my number one favorite though is Aaron Pico. Hmm. I fucking love this dude. I I genuinely believe he's the best 145er, like in the next five years like i don't think anybody's gonna really come close to him i think he's gonna speaking be speaking of uh a fight companion that's probably the aaron pico fight where he got knocked out is probably my favorite fight oh, companion of all oh yeah the, the, re- the reactions where they're just like holy shit like there's no way this just happened yeah. uh but yeah I'm, I'm with you he's he's a dog no, I think I think he's like like he has every tool where he's his wrestling's like he's like DC level of wrestling. Like he's that good. Like he he as 18 years old was one step away from the Olympics. Arguably should have won because of some questionable calls and should have been in the Olympics. That's what DC is. And his boxing is like professional boxing level. And his kickboxing yeah. is getting better. And the thing on top of that, and it doesn't really have to do with being a fighter per se but you know being in the business of the ufc it does have to do with the thing i respect about him is how humble he is he handles the mic super super well and obviously it's easier to be humbled when you've lost the way he has a couple of times but those being early i think that can actually benefit him mm-hmm. you know and it's ironic because my favorite fighter is adesanya and he's the least humble fighter in the entire <laughs> fucking ufc what? He's more that, humble. He, he's been humble. He's, yeah, been, he, he's humble now. He, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's a little... <clears throat> yeah. You know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Pico is just, like, there's really... There's not a lot of trash talk. There's not... He's just, like, he's showing up, and he's just going to beat you at this sport. You know? Like, he's coming up. He's coming in to do business. Outside of his first fight, he was the better fighter in every single one of his fights. He's a, he's a dog. He's going to have a real future. I genuinely hope he comes to the UFC soon. I'm not 
not the biggest Bellator fan in the world. I don't know if you guys have seen my tweets. I call it a poverty organization, a poverty promotion all the time. But I'm I'm just like, I'm more salty about the whole like, I know it's changing, but the three round non-title main events and just there's some little things like that. But obviously, I, I like I like these PFL more than I like Bellator, to be honest. It doesn't yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think any of these promotions are perfect. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I just I think I, I I'm definitely a big Dana White hater, though. I, I do not like that man at all. I, I, yeah, think, I think most people are. Like I, I hate how like even like Aaron Hawani, like they still suck his dick. Like Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, we don't like we don't like Dana White on this uh podcast. No. We got he's, I mean he's a douche. He he really is. Like I don't know if you guys saw him talking about Kayla Harrison today, but he was like they asked him about Kayla Harrison. It might have been last night, but I'm pretty sure it was today. They said, uh like, what do you think of her basically? And he's like she should stay over in PFL. Like they're paying her a ton of money and they're, and she's beating up on bums. Basically don't come over here. The girls are way different over here. They'll kick your ass kind of thing. And it's like Kayla Harrison and Amanda Nunes are easily the two best 145 and then cyborg are the three best 145ers in the world. And like, I think she's very, she could compete with either of them. I know Nunes is a different monster, but she's, she's a, beast and i think not putting any respect on her name is definitely a negotiation tactic but also really disrespectful yeah well i just and like he has too much power and like the the 17 percent pay thing is still a real thing where they it's where it's like it's like it doesn't get talked about enough we talk about the WNBA pay disparity more than we talk about like 17 percent. that's insane so really uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Uh, the only reason why I got into the UFC was because Al and Jacob, they just watched it all the time. And then I started watching it. And then I was like, whoa, this is kind of dope. Like, I really don't know what they're doing. Some sort of arm lock or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it looks cool. He's using his leg to choke a guy out. Um, Ortega style, whatever the, whatever the guy's name is. Or like T-City. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. Uh, so then I, I just, I mean, I'm learning a lot, but don't really know anything. So that's, I'm just... Just following the wave. I'm getting on the wave because boxing's a dying sport and UFC's lit. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dude, we watched that fucking what was the Wilder Wilder Fury? Wilder Fury, like it was pretty dope, but like it was still so much more boring than a U- like a, just a basic UFC one. Yeah, fucking yeah, like any action. When boxing is at its best, like that, it's cool, but that happens every weekend in the ufc like every single weekend even the thing is like that was one of the most exciting boxing matches of the year and that was still fighting than a prelim fucking fight right tell me the dude's names and it's going to be a more exciting fight yeah that was i'm with you yeah I guess quickly we'll go over who our favorite fighters are and then maybe our favorite fight. Uh, I'll go first because I don't I don't really have any others if you guys steal mine. Um, but you guys remember that chick fight? I don't even know who, what the fighters' names are. But it was the craziest chick fight ever. The craziest female fight ever where they both came out of the ring looking like two completely different people. Was It It was Joanna and Zhang Wei Li probably. March of 20... Oh, God, he's getting... Got that, yeah, March yeah. of 2020. I, I could name the names. I wasn't gonna give you a date. Yep. You win. That was the that was the Yoel Adesanya card. 
Yep. 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 Yeah, that was the that was the craziest fight I've ever seen in my life, and it was yeah that was the best fight I've ever seen. Like, it it was just wild to me that a female fight could be that entertaining. Like, I was like, wow, this is like females are actually like fun to watch. So, sometimes in this sport, yeah. like a WNBA game, which I would rather die than watch. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite fight. And then my favorite fighter, I'm very biased, but I did meet Henry Cejudo once in person at the Field of Dreams game. So I have to choose him as my favorite fighter as of right now. Henry Cejudo. <laughs> he dabs me up. So that's all that matters. But nonetheless, um, yeah, we'll turn to you, uh, Jacob. Favorite fight and favorite fighter. And then um, we'll do, get into some lines. Favorite here. fight, I got to go a little old school. I'm, I don't want to take this from Al or anybody else, but Lawler versus fucking McDonald, man. That's good. Good pick. Good pick. Like, that's that's, pick. that's the best fight of all time, man. Okay. That's, 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 just, that's just what it that's is. That's literally two gladiators locked in a cage. Yeah. Like, at its finest. They, and like, both of them, like, it, they were just ready to go. And the way it ended, all the theatrics in the middle, it was just, it's a beautiful, like, end-to-end fight. Like, just flawless. You trash talk from guys who don't trash talk. Like, yeah. That, too. The intensity, fucking injuries, like, blood. Oh, dude, just amazing. amazing. Like, McDonald was really never the same after that. Lawler. No. I'm pretty sure fell off shortly after that. Like that was their peak. Like that was them giving it their all in the cage, and it's the best fight of all time, in my opinion. So the only thing the only thing that rivals close to that is maybe Gus uh, John won, but the only thing I mean that's a good fight. I just it's in the like UFC just, Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I just don't think rivals that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that was just so much more violence. Yeah, there's so much more action mm-hmm. in that one, and there was a lot of action in Jones Gus's. It was a hell of a fight, top five all time. I just don't think it's, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. That Mc, McDonald Lawler is probably my one, if I'm going to be honest. But given he took that one, and actually, real quick, the only thing I will say about that fight is I do wish it would have ended a different way other than Rory, you know, very deservedly so, but he just kind of, he laid back and wilted. Yeah. You know, his nose was broken and punched so many times. He's like, I, I fucking can't anymore. No, do you know I what he, you know what he said? Oh. Like, once he got hit the last time, like, he couldn't see. Like, oh, he literally okay. just saw white. Oh, okay. Like, he literally couldn't see anything. He just saw white. Uh-huh. So he was like, like, that's why he, like, rolled back. Like, he couldn't see shit. Like, gotcha. he, like, he got hit in the nose one last time and it was his lights, like, the lights literally that, went on too bright. That makes sense. But you know what I mean? Like, if it, if it was more of like a clean, yeah, you know, like, yeah. even, even a clean t- TKO. Where, but it was like he punched him and he kind of he's like oh god fuck that hurt and then he kind of rolled back and fight that's it yep. it's like ah it's a little that's why I have an alternate in mind a right little now. anticlimactic for that reason but <clears throat> I think the whole the fight is still that's number one in my opinion but if I'm going another one my alternate would be Adesanya Gaslam it was just so fucking Ooh, yeah. back and forth and it was so fucking high energy like it was so fucking hype I. We watched that one at a bar. Yeah, no, that. I almost fought somebody at that bar did. because I was so did. fucking hyped up. Yeah, like I was. fight someone at that bar because he circled a couple times. And, and then, then he said, he, "He says one thing to me, and then I was just like, oh, let's no, go.' No, he didn't. He didn't even say. He didn't even say. <laughs> you said after the third time he came around, you said, 
can I fucking help you? <laughs> he goes, I thought I knew you from somewhere. Sorry, bro. You go, well, you don't. <laughs> it was very aggressive and alpha male, and I respect the fuck out of it. I was just fired up. I just watched two dudes just give it their all yeah. in the cage. Of yeah. course, I wanted to fucking just fight. But, you know, same thing could be said about that Adesanya Gaslam fight. I, a finish somewhere, you know. Yeah. And you could argue Adesanya, you know, if that fight goes... 20 more seconds that his son is finishing it. But I respect you. He knocked him down like five times in the fifth round. Yeah, exactly. Like Gaslam was done. He was definitely barely alive. But uh, yeah, Yeah. it is what it is. Hell of a fucking fight. Super entertaining the entire way through. First through the fifth. You know, there's no feel out process. Just dudes stepping in the pocket and swinging. Yeah. With a lot of technique as well. Like, you know, it wasn't just a fucking brawl. There was a lot of technique and setting shit up that early in the fight, they weren't, you know, wasn't there. They were setting it up for fucking fourth, fifth round. Then all of a sudden shit was slapping, noses were, yeah, noses breaking, fucking blood splattering everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful. What about you, Josh? Um, Well, you took my, like, Rory... Lawler too is that's the greatest fight of all time without question I would say that was probably like the first I know we we're talking about like what got us into like UFC MMA in general earlier but like that was like probably the first fight I really remember remember I think that was that one was nuts that's the most ridiculous fight of all time but I think Jones Gus was great Adesanya Gaslam was great that that was an awesome card I was also at a beat-ups for that or that card because Dustin and Max like my friend was a huge Max fan and we can maybe get into this later but I'm a, like a little bit of a Max hater it was a little rare no not many people d- dislike Max that much but um, so I was so hyped when Dustin beat him but I would say to give an alternate answer from those maybe like a little bit of recency bias but Usman and Colby like Kamaru Colby is one of I think the best fights of all time that that fight was just ridiculous end to end. Those dudes hated each other from the very beginning. It was, I thought, electric and then also ended in a finish that Colby's obviously going to, he said, wasn't a finish or was an early stoppage. But I think that fight was nuts. The broken jaw, everything. It was electric. And like I said, the build up and everything. Yeah, no, so. I agree. That is a very fucking good fight. I just recently rewatched that fight and it's, just as fucking electric the second time like it honestly doesn't matter those dudes just genuinely do not like each other i really hope the rematch is anything close to the first one i I agree well yeah quickly i guess uh favorite fighters oh no yeah one sec i have i have some quick alternates korean zombie versus yair Yair, yep the craziest finish i think maybe of all time and it was them. a bloodbath the entire time yeah, they were just going yeah. at it and in the finish with the spinning back elbow yeah a crazy one here but uh jamie malarkey versus brad riddell i don't know if you remember this one dude yes yes the finish what card was that on was sitting on their that knees. was on the khabib card with connor khabib connor oh, yes i do remember that and, oh, and they were on their knees and they were fucking throwing hands at the very end and they, they both, both had broken jaws they're both they're barely alive barely alive their, their fucking jaws were hanging down they're just was swinging each other's faces like both just on their knees no, like that was, hold, that, hold that, was, that was addy uh fucking what's it called whitaker uh Not- 
somebody Yoel. Else. Yoel or something. It was, it was a weird one. Yeah, it was it was Addy though. But yeah, no, it was okay. And they had a yeah, they both had broken jaws. Yeah, that both was, their jaws. We were, were on shattered. acid. That's why it was fun. That's why it was fucking <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they were just both on their knees, like holding onto the other dude's shoulders because they can't. They don't even have enough energy to sit up all the way on their fucking own. And just throwing haymakers with the right. And it's like, bro, what? In the Dude, fuck I need to rewatch that. Yeah, this is just a bloodbath. Like it was, it was borderline uncomfortable to watch. I didn't like watching it when no. I was watching it. Like I had to look away as they were like, because like the Jamie dude's Irish, so like his skin's so white, so like all the blood was mm. showing a lot, and his skin was like his jaw was broke, broke, and it was just hanging yeah. down. And I was like, oh my god. I need to rewatch that. He Jamie Malarkey just won me some money like a couple weeks ago, so I need to He's a dog. watch it out of respect. He's a dog. He is. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Favorite fighter, and then we'll get into lines and do some breakdown of the next two big fights coming up. I think we. I mean, yeah. Mine's mine's yeah. mine's Aaron Pico and John. I uh, I have some like I know you're you're you being a Max hater is the craziest shit. Max Holloway, like I didn't I know. Really I was hoping you were saying Max Griffin or something. No, no. I, I, I wouldn't say I hate him. I just – I'm not the biggest fan. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's partially because he beat Anthony Pettis, but, like, for that belt. But, but yeah. I think, I think he's the 145 champ. Like, I think he's better than Volk by a lot. I mean, hey, 2-0 says different, but, you know, I – You know I he didn't it. win both of those fights. I look, get it. Look I me get in the it. eyes and said that you won both of those fights. I get I, it. You don't believe that. I get it. I, I get it. I trust the judges in those fights. Yeah, <laughs> those I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. I trust the judges. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they got to ride in the OJ verdict too, right? <laughs> yeah. But not not Douglas Lee in my MVP, but everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I had money on it. That's why I have my opinion the way it was. I had I had money on the other side, so that's why. All right, yeah. Well, we got two main. Uh, I'd say pretty big cards coming up. The first yep. one, uh, Blakovich Teixeira, Teixeira. I don't know. Uh, in Abu Dhabi, uh, it's coming up this what this next Saturday. Yep, this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday. Uh, so we'll just yeah run through the card a little bit. Uh, if you guys have any analysis, any breakdown, you can give it. If you guys just want to skip, we can just keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably graze over the pre, like yeah, the whatever, I mean, but we'll just stick to main card. Yeah, main, just real stick real to main card. Just so, do you want to breeze through the prelims or just go straight to main card? Breeze through. Okay, all right. So, first fight: Amanda Rebus, uh, Verna. Gin- let's uh, let's just do it this way. Do you guys have any fights off the prelims that you want to talk about? Like, I so I would long- just say what. But what? Yeah. I was just gonna say, watch out for Albert Derive on the on the main or on the prelims. He's a dog, and then, I mean, just coming off that contender series win, I don't know if any of you guys watched that, but he's gonna be a freak. And then, I, anytime Amanda Rebus is fighting, I'm I'm tuning in. And the the Verna girl, I don't know if you guys have have seen her, but she's the like cross eyed chick. I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about with the like short curly hair? Um. Oh, oh, yes, 
yes, yes, yes, I do. Yes, the really like creepy looking chick. I'm yeah. Unfortunately, that's her. Also, I was disrespectful, but that was the only way I was gonna think of her. So you nailed. Yeah, me. no, there's oh, like no yeah, other oh, way. Oh, this bitch. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this respectful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. She looks like that that dude that helps Nacho Libre. Like she, <laughs> it's not a good look. But I, she, I might put money on her. I don't know. Just post money right now. I also think it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. There's some there's some really good good fights on this card. Uh uh, what's his name? Maquan Americani. He's like. He's like plus two sixty or something right now, and yeah. Murphy's good, but he's—I don't know. I just—I would look out for that. That's I think good value. So, um, he's coming off two losses, but one was to Edson Barboza. So, like all of his losses are very quality losses. So, is it like Americani is definitely like a step up in competition for Murphy. I oh yeah, like he, he hasn't faced anyone like this that level yet. Whereas Americani's fought dudes, arguably better than you know, like Barboza's better right now than Murphy. For sure. But like, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, that that was the that was the one I was going to talk about too. And I didn't realize it was that big of a dog. But I, I like. Yeah, that. there's there's some other some other fights on here, but those those would say I would say are like the big three that I'm most excited for. I don't know if you guys had any others. No, I'm good with that. On the prelims, early prelims. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. And is that the main? Or is that the early? I'm on. I'm on to the main right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for the main, do you want to start on that first one? Yeah. No. So Makhanev, not going to try on his last name. Akhmedov, whatever. Versus Volkanov, Ozdemir. I gotta go Magomed though. I just I don't have any faith in Ozdemir anymore. I just really don't. Uh, Magomed is just fucking solid. He's 15 and one. He's Ozemir's coming off of a loss. I just, yeah, I I have no faith in Ozemir anymore. So I just really gotta go Magomed on this one, just with my heart. And Magomed is a uh, minus 325 favorite, and Ozemir is plus 250. Uh, Josh, you got to play on this one? Didn't even look at the yeah, Ankalaev is a is a freak. I think there's like I, I would say a light heavyweight's a weird division because it's like the guys at the top aren't I don't necessarily think are are the best guys in the division. I think there's a lot of like young guys. So Jan Blahovich, I think, is definitely like in that top tier, but I also think there's like two, maybe three other guys in that top tier. And I think it's Yuri Prohaska, uh, who was the last loss for Uzdemir, but he also that, that split decision win against Alexander Rakic, I think, is kind of bogus. I think he lost that fight. But I think Rakic is also in that top tier. And I think the last guy in that top tier is Ankalaev. I think he's going to be kind of running the show on this division for for a little while, or at least, you know, in that in that mix of title contenders. And I, I think he's going to finish Volkan. So if you can get some, some sort of – I don't know what your guys' books are like, but if you can get some sort of finish prop, I would I would take it. That's what I like as far as value goes. Otherwise, you could always just throw a money line in a parlay. Yep, yep. I I agree with literally all of that. I think they're just levels to this shit, and I think Ozdemir is good, but I just think Ankalov is a lot better. I think 
I, I do. I remember watching that Rockage fight, which that's really the only fight you can look back on. Ozdemir's past couple fights and be like, oh, that's kind of an impressive win. And I do remember seeing that, and it wasn't a decisive victory by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And so when that's, you know, kind of your only impressive win, whereas on the other side, Uncle Ev's just been walking through dudes and, like, they're not nobodies. Like, they're definitely not nobodies. He's been working his way up, and I just, yeah, I, I think he handles them. I think he handles them there. Yeah, and then the next one we got on the main card is uh, Kamzat, Chimave. I don't even know. Chimaev. You're talking minus. to Darren Shemaev right now. I'll fucking yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, minus uh, 525 on his money line. And then Lynn Jelaine plus 365. Oh, uh, yeah. Lynn Jingling. Lynn Jingling plus 365. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, on this one, I definitely have uh, Chemaev. And I'm going to go for a finish somewhere. At, I want to predict almost the round on this and go second. And just take a shot because I know the odds would be good on that one. I'm addicted to the plus sign. <laughs> but uh, Chemayev is an absolute dog. Like, he's he might be, like, Khabib level good with some fucking crazy power in the striking. What he did to Gerald Mershart is – should be – that, that was that was a war crime. That was disrespectful. Yeah. He, he just, just plastered him. He has insane power. Uh, I think he's going to molest this dude. Um, I'll, I'll go here quick. I, um, I do think Jemayev wins. I think he's just better. I agree. I think they're level again, go with their levels to this shit. But the only thing I'll say is I don't, I don't know how comfortable I am with the finish just because I've seen this from this Jing Liang's last couple fights. He's taking some fucking shots. He's reminded me a little bit of, fucking Korean zombie, not just because he's Asian, but the way he just fucking walks forward through some of this shit. But it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting test, because Li, Jing Liang has, a, he has one loss since 2015, I believe, or 2014. Like, yeah. he's, been, he's been on a roll. And he's, he's been, yeah, this is definitely a step up in competition for Chmaev, but I do think he handles it. I just don't know if it'll necessarily be by finish. Personally, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the advantage might be in submission, just because I don't think uh, Lee's grappling. One hundred percent. The leech. I mean, the leech has never been knocked out, but obviously Hamzat's like a different, a different breed. He's never seen anyone, anyone like this. Um, I think, yeah, this is definitely a test, but. I don't know. I think we're going to see him walk through him. He's going to drop him. I really, I love submission though. Uh, Like out of Lee's like six professional losses, almost all of them have been by decision, but he has, he has been submitted before. So I think that, I don't know. I I just see like, if he's going to finish him, I think he's going to submit him, but we also weren't really sure what was going to happen in that mere sharp fight. And Hamza just came out and murdered him. So I, you know, yeah, and that's the thing. Hamza always like, he's got the it factor where he could literally come out and starch anyone with. Yeah. Any- he, he hit him so hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like dude, first punch throw. That was, that was so disrespectful. It was nuts. It, it, was, you need to do that. I'm just trying to stay a, away a little bit from the recency bias from that. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see I'm like with, like, him too much. And so too, just, just with like that. time time off and whatnot. Yeah. So Jing Liang just doesn't throughout his career hasn't gotten finished. And I could just see this going opposite. He's also never fought Chimaev. No, no, Alrighty. And then the next one we got on the card. I can't find the odds for it right now. I don't know if I'm just not looking in the right. Right there at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. There we go. So Alexander uh, Volkov at, at minus 300. And then uh, Marcin Tybera. Tybera, thanks. At uh, plus 235. Josh, we'll let you start off. What are you seeing in this one? Yeah, I actually, this is a really, really interesting one to me. Um, I think Volkov definitely has the advantage. Like, yeah, he's lost. Two out of his last four, but it's the Ciro gone Curtis Blades. And even if you go back, like his loss before that, his only other UFC loss is to Derek Lewis. Like the dude, and you guys remember that fight well. Like, yeah. so yeah. there's no, you know. 99% of the That's fight. not going right. into that fight. <laughs> <laughs> most of the fight. Something I think uh, that, that needs to be looked out for in this fight is Tybura's grappling. Like, I think he's going to be able to possibly take down Volkov and possibly beat him up on the ground like like he has the Walt Harris Greg Hardy recently but his wins are not incredible like he hasn't beaten anybody anybody crazy so I think the odds are justified but I do think there's a legitimate shot that he's able to get Volkov on the ground and Volkov's not able to get back up as we have seen like in the Curtis Blades fight and I'm not saying Tybera's wrestling or grappling or anything is even close to Curtis Blades but it's pretty good and i think that's something that should probably be just accounted for but volkov i, I think volkov will probably edge it out but i might stay away from it or just sprinkle on tybero but i'm definitely leaving volkov out of any parlays i do right, Jacob, turn to you. yeah no i was actually gonna spring i was gonna put tybera as my upset guy of okay. like uh wait i did not expect this to fucking happen um because i think volkov is at that point where it's just like if he falls off or like, oh yeah, 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 like that makes sense that he fell off right now. Like, you know, like he's at that point where like it makes sense if he doesn't continue to be great. He's reached the top and fallen down a few times now. It's not gonna happen. Like it's it's all right. Like it, he might go on a little tear here afterwards. It is a bigger division, so that can't happen. But you know, he's been through wars. I just think Tibera here with the wrestling might, if you want to throw in a, a, an upset here, throw like 10 or $15 on Tibera if you have some money or whatever and see if you can etch out a win just based off of grappling. Got it. $1,000 on Tibera. Yeah, it. exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree with both of you and disagree slightly. I just I, I do think Tybura has a grappling edge, and I think if there's any way for him to win, that's the way he goes. I'm, I'm not overly confident in Volkov by any stretch of the imagination. I do think he gets it done, however. My bet is actually by Volkov decision, but I just don't think Tybura's faced anyone in Volkov's league yet. I mean, his last three wins are against Walt Harris, who was like, what, nine and six? Great story, though. Great story. Fantastic. Great. I love the dude. I fucking love the dude. I wish, I, I, I cheer for him every time. But not, not a great win on the resume. Mm -hmm. Greg Hardy, who 
is far from elite. And Ben Rothwell, who is Ben Rothwell. A Wisconsin boy right there, Ben Rothwell. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's great. Built, he's, he's built like a Wisconsin he's, boy, too. He's, he's great at what he does, that, that mid-tier. The king of Kenosha, the king of Kenosha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, whereas fucking Volkov has been in there with literally everyone in the division. Yeah. The, the dogs of all dogs, like, he he's seen what type of is going to throw at him. Like, the grappling is going to be nowhere near what he saw against blades like i i just think anything tybura wants to throw at him volkov will have already seen so unless he hit that huge athletic drop off within the half year that he just fought against the dude that's fighting in the championship and i mean it would no and like my thing is like i think i think like just like grappling kind of breaks people where it was just like, I, if, no, if, he, if he's close to this breaking point and he gets grapple fucked for a ground and a half, ground and a half, he's for like, sure. he's like, all right, let's just get out of this thing alive. Yeah. Well, no, let's just, let's just get out I, of this thing with my face see, attacked. I definitely see like your point and in, in your value with your bet where if you think he's over the hill that the grappling could, could get it done there and not confident on him. So that that's your value pick. I just personally think Volkov's, just been in he's he's been in there with too much and it's yeah. not like it's yeah. not like he's 35 30, he's 33 like that's almost the prime of the ufc mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a it's a good price for tiber i think that's the reason it's hard to pass yeah. him up here but yeah. but it is worth being noted that tiber is very prone to getting finished and volkov finishes dude so it's you know yeah, yeah. yep yeah. good points it's it's very possible that Volkov just starts JT. So I'm going to go in this with some fucking taking some L's on the chin. It's um, very possible that Volkov starts him, but it's a good it's a good value, I think. Yeah, it'll be an intriguing fight for sure. But for this next one, yeah, we got um uh, Makhachev, it, uh, Islam Makhachev versus Dan Hooker. Yep, Makhachev is massive five seventy five favorite. What is he friends or buddies with? Um, he's like Khabib. he's like his childhood friends. With yeah, he's the yeah. next, the next well, Khabib. Yeah, yeah, so I arguably it, the better Khabib. Yeah, I, yeah. If you can just get better wrestler to not decision and max bet that, I think that's kind of where you're like your best value in this one, where it's just like you don't get a pick whether it's TKO or submission because you can do both. But I just like. I love Dan Hooker. Yeah. I love Dan Hooker so much. He's not winning this fight. Like, it's just not, it's, it's not going to happen. It's just not who, he, he's not beating him. Magachev's like really, 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 really fucking good. And Dan yeah. Hooker, really good. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Dan Hooker, Dan, Dan Hooker's wrestling looked awesome against Nazrat, but it doesn't matter. Islam Makachev is a different animal here. It, it, he literally can have his way with anybody in this division, I think. He's going to be the champ in no time. Uh, he's looked flawless. Um, I would say that the best value here lies, like you, like you said, I think like not – not going to decision, but also I think the odds on Islam by decision are like pretty even money or by finish. It's like plus 135, I want to say, which is great value considering he's like, what did you say? D's like minus five, five 
70 or 500 or something yeah it's ridiculous so i mean you could literally take him either way however you think he's going to finish the fight or finish it or win by decision it's great value either way for Makachev because he's not losing the fight unless some sort of fluke happens um i and again i love dan hooker but it doesn't matter he's fighting the best 155 in the world in my opinion so and my other thing with this is like i don't think he's gonna get knocked out the knee which is the one thing that hooker has i think he's able to eat probably one or two of those on the chin outside of like a flying fucking knee i honestly think he's too smart i don't even think he shoots for a fucking single or double leg he pushes him up against the fence and drags him down like yeah. Habib style, you know, he fucking double arms him, fucking hip toss, fucking any other way. He's not, I don't even, why even risk it when that's Hooker's really only, only way he could possibly beat him. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a massacre in there and it's hard for, it's going to be really hard for me to watch. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with both you boys. I got Makachev. He's a freak. His I wanted to doubt him so much. I hate dudes who are super hyped. I hate all the overhyping or better than could be. That makes me want to fucking punch a hole through a wall. But dude, he looked at last fight like Tiago Moises, like a fucking fantastic black belt. Makachev just fucking wrapped into a fucking pretzel. Just absolutely beat him at his own game. It was so cool to watch. So literally ragdolled him, toyed with him anything he wanted and it's just like oh shit this dude's like next level like it, it literally like his you can see what they mean like his pressure was like Khabib like he didn't give you any openings to get up ever but yet he kept advancing his position but he had more than the ground and pound like his jujitsu was way more than I've ever seen out of Khabib I'm, and, I'm, and I'm striking is way cleaner than Khabib did I'm more of a fan of Makachev than I am Khabib. Me as well. And I think, honestly, like, Makachev has the ability to go up a division and fuck those dudes up, too. Like, I think, like, if you give him, like, if he wins, like, two years from now, he could go up and fuck up Kamaru Usman, probably. Like, he could probably do some damage on Kamaru. Give him some weight. It's a long yeah, shot, but I, I, believe, no, in, I, I believe in I, him. I could see that being an interesting matchup. Yeah, me as well. My only comment I did want to make on it is I'm not super sold on the Makachev by finish. Obviously, I think he can. And if you're looking to make a bet on this, outside of just being a fucking cherry on top of your parlay that hardly does anything, then yeah, that's the way to go because everyone wants to see a finish anyway. But, I mean, I he's just, you know, that's wrestling fights. That's how they go. Yeah. And, and only a three-round fight, like, there's a very good chance he wrestle fucks him for two rounds and then the third round beats it beats the brakes out of him and Dan Hooker survives it and it goes to decision. You're like, what the fuck? Why did we send the house on this? But you know, and you and you look back through his fights, he's pretty 50-50 finishes and decisions. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, I don't like Dan Hooker's a pretty fucking tough dude. Like I I love him to death. I I think he can I mean he he was, he's been in there with the best, and he's hung in there with the best. But, you know, you also see him get knocked out real fucking easy by Michael Chandler. Yeah. And I think Makachev's arguably better than Michael Chandler. So, I, I, I don't know. It's really hard. There's definitely value there if you want to bet it. That's the way to go. 
but it's not a houser, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because there's definitely definitely a chance he just wrestled Buxton for three rounds and it goes to decision. That's the other thing I have to remember that it's three rounds instead of five. Yeah, exactly. It's huge, huge for fighters like Khabib. The, the other thing that I'm taking into this is Dan Hooker talked a lot of shit. And if you need a statement fight, beating the fuck out of Dan Hooker is the way to do it. That's fair. Yeah. Like, like, like if he's if he's motivated to finish one person, Dan Hooker would be that dude right now. Yeah, that's a good. If thing. he just starches him round one, like that's nuts. That's like he's, he's he's like title shot next. Yeah, I would agree. So like that's that's the one motivation where it's just like he he doesn't want to re- just wrestle fuck him. Uh, yep, that's a good point. Very good point. So, but yeah, on to the next one. We got a title fight, uh, bantamweight. Peter Yan, I'm sure everyone here knows about the whole uh, us getting bailed out on our Sterling bet last time. Hell yeah. Illegal I, fucking shit, Peter Yan. You're on the other <laughs> side, weren't you? I can't believe you guys bet on Sterling. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Peter Yan's the best 135 in the world. You got to know something about us. We're we emotional. We, we're emotional betters and we hated Peter Yan. Peter Yan's the best 135 in the world. Uh, the man is a paper champ. Until fucking good old Henry Cejudo steps up. Oh, I don't, don't don't get me wrong. I don't. I've lost respect for fucking Sterling throughout. I I don't consider his championship legit whatsoever. No. I do. Not at all. He's my one thirty five champ. <laughs> I have even less respect for Petter Young. Oh, excuse me, Petter Young. I think yeah, and honestly, what he did to Uriah Faber still scars me to this day. Oh my god. Dude, he beat the shit out of your eye favor for no that reason. That kick is ridiculous. That's one of my favorite knockouts ever, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I just uh, – with this one, it's tough because I think Sanda Hagen is probably the third best 135-er. But I don't think he has enough to beat Piotr Jan. I can see it definitely going to decision, though. Uh, just because San Diego will fight his life out. It might be a late third or fourth finish where he just gets too many blows and goes out. But, yeah. We'll say Jan currently a 240 favorite. 240 Sandhagen favorite. Plus yeah. 200. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a good, honestly, a good price for, for Sandhagen, but it doesn't matter. I don't think, like... Jan is just so good, and I think his gra- his grappling is severely underrated because of how good of a striker he is. And, I mean, you guys saw him just chucking Aljo, stuffing every takedown. Um, so I think he really could have his way with Corey, like, grappling. But I, I think he's just going to beat him up. I, and I love Corey Sandhagen. Like you said, I think he's probably a top three or four bantamweight in the world. But he, I just think Peter Jan's the best in the world and it doesn't matter who he fights i think he can just have his way any way he wants it with anyone i'm definitely taking on here i'm i'm hammering it Corey sandhagen is a beast he deserves all the respect for taking this fight for for everything but he uh he's not that guy not in this situation and the, the one cool thing though about Corey Sandhagen in this fight is he's the only American on this card. And I, I don't know the last time that happened, like where there's literally only one American on an entire UFC card. It's no longer an American so. sport, really. I don't think there's a single American champion right now. Like, like, because like, yeah, no. I think Kamaro, like 
he's america he's born and raised in america yeah he is but but yeah like america but he's nigerian so they count him over there but nobody else yeah 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 well rose but well i mean yeah true i mean for the men but well no but (laughs) 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 yeah i'm right with you boys i i got yawn i just i love sandhagen i'm a huge fan i think he's great i think he's a fun fight every time i think he's super talented i just don't think he's ready yet i don't think he's there yet especially i mean i it's always tough when they're coming off a loss. Like, I respect him for taking the fucking fight, but he didn't even beat TJ Dillashaw off two years. How's he going to beat Petter Jan, who's literally looks so dominant? He looks so – he looks untouchable. I don't know if I would take Dillashaw I, over over Jan. So, it's like, yeah, it's exactly. like why would I – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really tough to talk yourself into. Right. And and Cor- like that's the other thing. That's a great point, Alex. Like Corey was just in a war. People forget it wasn't that long ago. Like yeah, that was real recent. It was literally like end of July. So like there's no, you know, that was like three months ago. Dillashaw's out for like and, a year from that war. He, he yeah, had, and he, he had four white four weeks in between like fight camps. He got his chin tested in that fight too. So I don't know. Piotr Jan, and have you have you guys seen the pictures of Jan too? He looks shredded, like absolutely shredded. I haven't, but I don't doubt it. He's a freak of nature, douchebag. You know when you bet an over and it just has no chance of hitting, you're like, we still have OT. But when we bet on Sterling, <laughs> like we still have an illegal hit. Yep, that's yep, the only yep. thing we're holding because Jan is just whooping him. This is not looking good. We, we need something illegal to go our way. Maybe a point deduction. I don't know why. I, I think if you're looking for value bet, I think like finish by KO or TKO is a good bet for Jan because Sandhagen's jiu-jitsu will deter him from going to the ground too much. Like, I know he got choked mm-hmm. out, but Sandhagen's jiu-jitsu is still legit. It's, still it's nuts, yeah. Yeah, it's still he, I think – you, you don't want to test – I can see Jan doing a lot of – What was that? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, you don't want to test those waters when you can fucking beat the fuck out of them on your feet, so. 100%. Yeah, and I think he could literally just, like, Jan's going to do, I think, a lot of, like, throwing a lot of, like, judo-type stuff where he can just chuck Sandhagen on the ground and be like, okay, get back up. Like, literally just defeat him yeah. mentally, physically, everything. Yeah, well, on to the main event, uh, title fight, light heavyweight, uh, Jan Blakovich, Blahovic, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus uh, Teixeira. Uh, Blakovich is a uh, minus 280. Uh, Teixeira is plus 230. I'm not even going to talk about the last time I watched uh, Blakovich fight because that just hurt. Uh, Should have seen it coming, mm. but I didn't. Um, nonetheless, yeah. Five rounds. What do we got? Um. Yeah, I can start. I think Jan is. He's a beast. I mean, obviously, we saw what he what he did to Izzy, and Izzy's a lot smaller than Glover is. Glover's been on an absolute tear. Like he's been awesome. What he did to Anthony Smith is assault. Um, that fight obviously should have been stopped a lot sooner. And then Tiago Santos as well just bullied him uh, until he finished him. But I just I don't know. He's not. He's 
he's obviously I just don't think he he has it anymore yeah he's been on a run but but Jan I think is just a different animal compared to these guys and what he has done in his last three fights has been nuts like Corey Anderson I think doesn't get the credit that he probably deserves look at him in Bellator now the dude's a monster and he made Corey Anderson look silly in that last fight Dominic Reyes who everybody thought was like beat John Jones potentially and Jan made him again look absolutely silly I don't I don't either honestly but a lot of people did um and I, I don't know he just made Reyes look silly broke his nose and then what he did to Izzy, like, he just fought a really smart fight. He outstruck Izzy. Like, I mean, who does that? I don't care how much of a weight advantage you have. He just looked better at, at well, like, every level. The weight advantage, though, like, there is time for Izzy to make 205. Like, 185 to 205, you, you cut weight. Like, the, you know, like, the weight advantage, like, it shouldn't have been that crazy. Right. Except that, like, you know, but it just, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think Jan beats him. Honestly, I don't think he's probably going to finish Glover. Glover's chin is nuts. Um, he's I, – I don't know. I, I think it's probably going to go to the decision. I don't think it's going to be a super fun fight. I hope I'm proved wrong. I think the main event is the fight that we just talked about. But, again, I don't – Glover's chin is, is pretty ridiculous these days. He's taken a lot of shots again against a lot of good fighters. And even though Jan definitely could knock him out, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't seen this kind of power, but, but I, I think it'll probably go to go to decision. Yeah, no, I, I can see it being a pretty fucking boring fight, to be honest. I think, I think Jan versus like Sandhagen will be good. And then this will be a massive letdown. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I think Texera at plus 235, I think it's fun to throw him in an underdog parlay with Tyvera and then just kind of see what happens. The odds on that would be crazy, and if you throw a little bit on it, it'd be a lot. But I just, it, outside of that, it, Jan's just a better fighter overall, and Texera is so much older. I don't see where really Teixeira has the advantage and he doesn't have like explosiveness to make up for that either. So it's like, it's, it's pretty much decided outside of some craziness where he catches him in like one of the rounds and finishes him. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm on the same boat as you fellas. I got, I got Jan. I just think he's, I, I just think he's better. I think he's better physical shape. I think he's better all-around game, all-around fight game, better arsenal. I, again, it's tough because Glover, like, you want to cheer for Glover. Like, yep. you really do. Like, I, it, it'd be such a great story. Like, I wouldn't be mad at all. It's almost like I don't want to bet it because I, it'd be such a great fucking story. But the dude's been fucking grinding forever. He fucking deserves it for sure. And what, a be- what better time than, like, and not to like disrespect Jan or anything, but like I don't know, he, he's not the, you know, he's not the real light heavyweight champion. He never took it from John. And yeah. Like, it, it it sucks. I hate that I think about it like that, but I do. Like it, he just doesn't. He doesn't seem like a real champ. Still, I mean, he, 
who do you, so he beat Dom Reyes, who's 13 and two. He's had fucking 15 total pro fights. And then he beat Israel Adesanya on middleweight. So, I, I don't know. Doesn't feel like he's a light heavyweight champ, but and I and I really like him too. I, I wish he, I wish it did feel like like I was I was talking to JT before the podcast started. Like it, if you take away the, the the heavyweight title, it's a great matchup. It, like and you just look at the names, it's like oh yeah, I'm super excited for that matchup. But when you throw that tag on, I just don't think of it as like a light heavyweight championship fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's hard because John held it. Like, John was, like, even when he wasn't champ, he was still champ for such a long time where it was, like, kind of, you know, like, yeah, sure, he might be on suspended for a little bit or whatever, or he might be in jail for a little bit or whatever. <laughs> but we still know he's a fucking champ. And so, like, even now, we're, like, he never lost it. Like, he never really, like, he gave it up, I guess, at one point, but he's going up, so it's still weird. It'll take a little bit for it to recoup, I'm sure. But like you said, like the, like uh, there's some guys that are ranked like seventh and fifth that are like much better than some of these guys that are two and three. So, yeah, I I, I agree. I think Jan is in that top tier. Um, I don't. I, I I mean, I think he's he's earned everything that he has. Um, I think Izzy could have easily. Izzy was a big favorite in that fight, as you guys remember. I mean, he could have easily knocked him out, but. But Jan fought a smart fight. He fought a good fight. I think he's he's earned everything. He's definitely I I agree. I mean John's John is always going to be the the man. He he gave it up. He never lost it. But uh, but I don't know. He I I just think Jan is really good. He's in that top tier. I think like I said, it's him, Yuri, Rakic, Magomed. Those are kind of like the top four guys. I think and and yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Glover's a beast, and I if he won, it would be so cool. I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I don't see how he wins this fight, I guess. Yeah. And even if he did, it would be a rematch, which would be super boring. Yeah, or he would just but, retire, honestly. He might. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. What would. But, yeah. Yeah, we will um... – be active on the Twitter accounts. I know uh, Josh will tweet from his account, and it's a 50-50 chance the hide inside account tweets some cards uh, for this weekend. And then just a little look-ski into next weekend, we have, uh, what is it, Uz- or Covington, Usman? Just main card on this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess is there any any uh, prelims or early prelims that are locks or upsets that you like? Otherwise, we can move straight to the main card. I love every fight on this card. I'm a little biased just because I'm gonna be there, but I love. Yeah, he's boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. ground. I thought you knew that. Boots on the ground. MSG. Every Browns game. This is a fantastic fucking card too. Even early prelims are some. Every I love every single fight on this card. I would just say like if I had to pick a a couple, um, Bill Haas versus Chris Curtis getting rebooked on this card is sweet. Odie Osborne's awesome. Ian Gary UFC debut. That's going to be electric. Please, please make sure everybody watches that fight. Um, I think, do you guys know if they're moving the Alex Pereira fight up to the main card or if he's going to stay on the prelims? Um, I'm not sure, but either way. Uh, last, last I heard, he was still just like the headliner of the prelims. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure he, he's definitely someone that 
haunts your nightmares i know that yeah. uh, like <laughs> we don't need to go any deeper into that let's move on let's, let's move on it's gonna be awesome to watch him ally quinto will be the second time i've seen him in person like raging is awesome bobby green's awesome edmund shabazi and i think it has a has a legit shot to be a future 185 <laughs> like it's gonna be absolutely electric Ed, edmund shabazi is probably honestly one of my favorite fighters as well so um getting to see him in person will be sweet i think he's got a he they rushed him way too much in his career he's gonna be well, I, I have it on the the UFC website that they pushed Pereira to the main card. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not seeing any odds for that. Um. But Pereira versus probably bet on Pereira. Yeah, he's a favorite. I last I checked, he was like, I don't know, close to like minus three hundred something. But, but yeah. Oh. Um. Last thing about Shabazian. I mean, the dude's 23 years old, and his two losses are to Derek Brunson and Jack Hermanson. So I think. Yeah, like, he has wins over Jack Marshman, Brad Tavares, Darren Stewart. He's twenty three. I mean, the dude is. What What are the uh, odds on that one? I honestly don't know what the odds on the Shabazian oh, fight are. Look, Shabazian's plus one twenty. I mean, yeah, like holy. Yimovov is a is a is a beast too. He just beat Ian Heinish. He has a loss to Phil Hawes, but like, but I'm, I'm telling you, dude, Shabazian is a. I think it's gonna be. To quote Ariel Helwani, it's going to be a y'all must have forgot moment. I, I think he's. Yeah, I'm putting some good money on Shabazi. I love Edmund Shabazi, and he's, yeah. he's literally 23. I mean, it's nuts. Future 185 champ, I'm calling it now, or at least going to fight in a title fight. Yep. That, yeah, that dude's a freak. I'm definitely betting, betting him at plus money. No doubt. Fucking doubt that. Yes, sir. All right. So first matchup on the uh, main card, Bantamweight, Vera at um, minus 170 versus Edgar at plus 145. Yeah, if you don't want to bat lead off. I can. Yep. Um, honestly, this is a who the fuck knows card. I'm going to honestly go with Cheeto Vera here. I just think, you know, we were talking about over the hill earlier with Volkov. I think this is a perfect example of over the hill. You know, he's he's been to the top a couple different times with Frankie Edgar, and he's 40 now. Like, that's far past the UFC prime. Like, he's been in a lot of wars. He's gotten knocked out fucking cold, that fucking flying knee from San Hagen. Everyone wants to talk about the Ben Askren one. No one wants to talk about the Frankie Edgar one. It's a little bit different. Nope. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I just think, I think, I think Cheeto Vera at 28 is kind of up on the uphill. He's trending upwards, where Frankie Edgar is clearly trending down at this point. And so it's just kind of a, it's a guessing game of where they are at on those pads. But I, I think, I think Vera's, uh, I think Vera's right around the point where he get, you know, he's going to get to that top 10. Top. I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to fight for a championship or anything like that but in that weight class i think yeah i think he could be a top nice top 10 fighter but i could definitely be wrong i've been wrong plenty of times before so this is like i said it's a really who the fuck knows fight i think somebody used the roy jones y'all must have forgot statement before but this is my y'all must have forgot fight i'm not gonna lie for frankie edgar 
Um, I don't think Che Devera is that good. I think he got a little bit of too much hype from Sean O'Malley flopping from a late kick. Um, <laughs> and Frankie Edgar is a real fucking deal. This dude's insane. This is a 135er who took the 155 bill. Like, that's who Frankie Edgar is. He's, he's not a 155er at all. And he's finally fighting at his own weight. I think he'll be able to out-experience and out-fight Cheeto Vera. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, JT. Not going to lie. I think I, I think it will be a good fight, but I think the price is wrong. It makes way – it doesn't make any sense to uh, be getting plus money for, for uh, Frank Yeager here. I think literally you're right. We're paying this price because, Sean o- because of the Sean O'Malley win. And other than that, I mean, he lost to Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's a dog. He's one of my favorite fighters. But then a win over Davey Grant. And that's what convinces people that, that he's a favorite over Frank Yeager. I mean, Frank Yeager, yeah, he had that devastating knockout loss to Sandhagen. He fought a really, really close fight with Pedro Munoz before that, which I actually scored for Munoz. But but I, I mean, he fought a really close fight with a very good Pedro Munoz. And his losses before that, like, I mean, Max Holloway, Korean Zombie, like, they're not bad losses. Yeah, he hasn't really won, truly won, like, a great fight in a while. But um, but I think, again, like you said, the experience is just there. Cheeto Vera is overrated. This is a great price. Um, I can't pass it up for Frankie. I'm a, I'm a Frankie homer, too. So, like, I, like, I, I, like, I like look at this, and I'm like, Cheeto Vera with that fucking Sean O'Malley knockout. And that's, I'm like, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, he wouldn't be in this position if he didn't get that knockout. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I respect I respect the take because my opinion wasn't based on the value. Yeah. I had no idea what the odds were when I'm saying this. Yeah. I, I think Cheeto wins, but based on the value, I mean, Frankie's not a bad bet. I, I literally think it's a coin flip. Like I said, I think it's a who the fuck knows fight. My my assumption is based off of Frankie hasn't won a legit fight in over five fights. Yes, he's one in four, but I also agree. I thought Pedro Munoz won that fight, and he's forty. Cheeto Vera's twenty eight on the up uphill. So, you know. Yeah. But again, like I said, it's a coin flip. I think it should be entertaining regardless. I think it's a good stylistic matchup. So. Yep. And the next one we got a featherweight, uh, Shane Burgos. Burgos. Yep. Minus one ninety five on the money line, and then Billy uh, Corintillo. Corintillo. Yep. He just looks like a Billy, by the way. Like if a dude could fit his name, he just looks like a Billy. But he's plus one sixty five. Uh, Josh, what do you got for this one? Uh, this is my prediction for fight of the night. I think this is going to be electric. Anytime Shane. Burgos gets in an octagon it is absolutely electric um see this is a tough one for me because neither of these guys have great names on their resume as far as as far as wins go um I think the the price makes me want to lean Billy but if you look who he's beat like it's not good fighters spark Spike Carlisle isn't in the UFC anymore Kyle Nelson whatever he has a loss to Gavin Tucker and a win over Gabriel Benitez and like Nothing, nothing there crazy impresses me. Um, and 
Shane Burgos' losses are to Edson Barboza, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater. Like, they're not bad losses. But, again, he doesn't have – he beat Marquand, which is a great win. And he beat Cub Swanson in 2019, which is an all right win. Um, all I know is that it's going to be a lot of violence. I Honestly, I might stay away from a fighter in this one and lean more towards towards like an an over underplay depending on what the lines come out as but if i if i had to lean somewhere in this fight it would be shane burgos i think getting getting finished by edson and losing a decision to josh emmett is nothing to be ashamed of i was actually gonna go i was gonna primarily stay away from this one but if i was gonna do anything i would do something just a little bit on billy just because I think he's an electric fighter. He's a fun fighter. Um, and just with plus money on him, I think this is kind of a coin flip fight. So a little bit of value there on Billy. But other than that, it's it, like you said, neither one of these guys has a proven win. So what what is there to go off of? Burgos, he fights his fucking heart out every single time. So no matter what, it's going to be a dog fight. So it'd be fun to have a little bit of money on it regardless. So... I think a little bit of Billy, but outside of that, I think it's a, a coin flip on this one. Um, yeah, I, again, right on point with you boys. This is kind of a stay away fight for me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm forced to bet on it, I'm going to go Burgos. He's just been in there with better dudes, and he's impressed me every time. Whereas Quarantino's, I, I guess he's never, like, disappointed me or anything like that, but I can't even – I. I can remember hearing his name. I, I know I've watched one of his fights, but like I can't picture a single one of his fights right now. Or I can picture multiple of Shane Burgos. And I, I guess it's just, just one of those where I don't know a whole lot on the fight. I don't have a lot of, a lot of personal history to mm-hmm. base this off of. So, yeah, I'm going with Shane Burgos. Firing from the hip. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, the next one we got is a hell of a great lightweight bout because I know both the guys. So that means they're two guys that are well-known. Uh, but Justin Gaethje, minus 180, and then Michael Chandler at plus 155. Like I said, lightweight bout. This only be three rounds, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little sad, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, Jacob, what do you got? Um, I, I, I can't go away from Gaethje on this one, um, mainly because I think Chandler's – Weirdly small for 155. He's just he's just small. He doesn't he, and he doesn't really fill out anywhere. He he has a barrel chest for a 155er. But I just he's not gonna grapple fuck him. Gaethje has a is a better defensive wrestler than he is an offensive than uh Chandler's an offensive wrestler. Um I think just overall, I think Gaethje's power is gonna be more. Uh, he's not going to knock out Gaethje with a one-punch knockout like he did with, with Hooker. Gaethje's there for it all. Um, and I just think Gaethje's going to be ready to go for this one. It, it Chandler's not – he's just not that dude to knock out not, Justin Gaethje. That's not the fight for him. It, it Gaethje's a brawler and a wrestler and more of a brawler than fucking Gaethje – than Chandler is. So – I got to go uh, get you on this one. All right, Josh, what do you got? 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've been known for for criticizing Justin Gaethje's resume. Like, I don't think it's that good of a resume. I mean, he knocked out James Vick, which I'm pretty sure any of us could do. Um, went over if, Edson. If you're laying on your back, there's a good chance you could knock out James Vick. Yeah, like, like if, just an up you kick. throw one up kick and your pinky toe hits his chin, he's he's done. Uh, Edson Barboza, which is an all right win at, at 55, but whatever cowboy same thing and then the tony ferguson performance was nuts obviously and again he's won all of these so convincingly um but like you know I, I don't know and and michael chandler has some some great wins uh i think that dan hooker fight was awesome but that all being said he's not doing that to Justin Gaethje and Justin Gaethje is not losing this fight. I'm going to put the house on Justin Gaethje. This is the ultimate y'all must have forgot. Justin Gaethje is a monster. His leg kick, something that people, I don't think enough people are talking about. I don't know who's like multiple people have talked about this. Um, JG, I don't know if you maybe said something about this as well, but Justin Gaethje, his leg kicks are arguably the best in the UFC and Chandler is so susceptible to leg kicks. I mean, he has gotten t- his legs torn up in the past. And yeah, it's only a three-round fight, but Gaethje is going to rip his legs apart. I think he is – Chandler is a good wrestler, but I, I think Gaethje's just as good, really. Like, he's he's so talented. I think Whitman's going to have him ready for this fight. I think he's going to wax Michael Chandler, whether it's a finish or just a dominant three-round win. It's going to be an awesome fight. Don't get me wrong. Chandler's so dangerous, but I'm putting the house on Justin Gaethje. The thing about Justin Gaethje's leg kicks is he can throw them from inside the box. So, yep. like, they're in his grill. He can still fire off leg kicks, and they don't even know what the fuck hit him. Like, exactly. even Khabib would look down and be like, what the fuck? Like, when you would get hit by shit from him, like, even Khabib. Like, you know, that's – he does that shit. So, yeah. He's the man. Yeah, I hate to do it again, but I'm riding the wave with the boys. We'll um, let you go first on the last one, so then. <laughs> no, I fucking like coming yeah. in last and be like, fuck, you guys already made all the points. But the ones where you both agree on one and I have to argue it are fun, too. So. Those, yeah, that's true. That's true. I Yeah, I'm setting you up in your, fi- your prime box. just like, yeah. two agrees? That's my spot. <laughs> too many that's for my me. spot. Too many for me. But no, I do agree on this one. I just think I think Gagey's too much for Chandler. I, I don't think Chandler's ever, like, and Chandler's been a champion of other organizations. Like, he's been in there with dogs, and I don't think he's ever seen anyone like Gagey. And, you know, people say that all the time in their hype tips. So oh, I don't think you've seen anyone like me. No, I legitimately mean this one. Like, yeah. Gagey is one of a kind. He is the most violent human being in a sport of violence. Well, like, who would you, who would you take? Gagey or Patricio Pitbull? Gagey. Like, yeah, who, like who knocked out Michael Chandler? Patricio Pitbull. Yeah. yeah. So like he's bigger. He's he's bigger, stronger, better in every area. And I think there's a reason that like guys don't want to fight him again. I mean that Dustin Poirier fight also, like talking about speaking of favorite fights of all time, that one's gotta be up there. But um that Dustin Poirier fight, like there's a reason that Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje have not fought again. Dustin Poirier wants none of that again. And he beat him up pretty bad, but he wants none of that again. And Gaethje's just getting better and better every day, training with Trevor Whitman. Like there's, he's not losing this fight. He lost to Khabib 
so what? Everybody loses to Khabib. The way I kind of look at it is Michael Chandler's best attribute is that he's an extremely explosive athlete. He's not a more explosive athlete than Justin Gage. No. I agree. That's a problem. And, like, I get it'd be different if Chandler was, like, a freak jujitsu guy because Khabib showed us that Gagey lacks on that part of his game, but he's not. Nope. nope. He's an explosive striker with wrestling. You know what Gagey is? A more explosive striker with better wrestling. So I just – I don't see where Chandler finds the edge here. Well, like, he and with, with Gagey's wrestling, because, he, he wrestled Jordan Burroughs, I believe – two or three times and he gave up two total takedowns against, nuts. against that's, Jordan that's Burroughs. Fucking wild. Jordan fucking Burroughs. That's yeah. nuts. So like, you know, like where it's just like, it, he's a, he's a better wrestler. I mean, Chandler wrestled that with fucking Askren and Woodley, but like he wasn't that good. It might be close, but shit. I mean, shit. How many times Askren get taken down in that freestyle match against Burroughs? <laughs> Granted, he was like, "That's 40. a little, a little bit different." That's a little bit different. Nope, that's Same a little thing. bit different. <laughs> Did he get taken off the stage? Absolutely. <laughs> exact same thing. But a little yeah. bit different, but uh... no, I just yeah, I think I think H is just better, and all of Chandler's best attributes. So mm. I think H takes this one. So take out a loan, take out a mortgage, go to the bank, just house. Justin H. Yep, the house. Uh, so yeah, next one we have. She doesn't know it yet, but it's Al's future wife, uh, <laughs> Rose Namanunis. 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 Yeah. You didn't say it right after the fourth times, and I made it better. But keep going. I was gonna just shoot out of it. Uh, yeah, she's minus 120 right now um, versus Whaley. This is a title fight, so I'm assuming five rounds. Uh, Whaley's plus even money. Uh, is this their third fight? Second. Second? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, I didn't know if that – okay. All right. Yeah. So, Al, as your former wife, would you like to – or as your future former wife? I don't, know, like, I don't like to be staking claim on this because I want her as mine. No. I, I showed you – you respect dibs, don't you? I showed you the You're picture. You're not a barbarian. I showed you the picture of her with long hair, so you fell in love with her. Real real quick, yeah, I feel like you guys would have had to start grooming her at 16 like Pat Berry did, because you guys I feel like you missed the train. Pat Berry's been grooming her since she was 16. Or since she was 16. So that's, that makes things that's a irrelevant. lot weird. That makes things a lot weirder because that she's they're definitely dating or married, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Like he's he's literally been like it's it's a thing. Like everybody knows that he's a creep. Like, yeah, I'm just saying you might have missed the boat. Nope. No. Uh, no. We got him right where we want him. It's baby. the future wife. It's a future right Mrs. Long. Rose Long will be her name. Yep. And she will love it. Yep. But anyway, yeah, Al, buddy, what do you got for this fight? Uh, I obviously gotta go with Rose. Like, yeah. I just the fucking way she slapped her last time it was so easy it was so comfortable and she's just got that she's got that spark she's got that fire like she seems like a champion like she's a perfect champion yep she's uh, yeah i i don't know just gut gut feeling there i guess i'm just going with rose yep i uh mine's not really U- ufc based it's more of a fuck the chinese government and yeah uh, and blaming them for covid i i uh, you 
it's a real i'm gonna be changing usa after rose knocks her the fuck out <laughs> i i was after the first one and i will be on the second one i it might go to the decision i don't know i think rose is just a better fighter she's literally like the karate kid out there she can just knock people out for no reason at any point that jessica Andrade thing that was a fluke i don't know what the hell happened but she's saying, winning that fight so. she was winning that point that fight and honestly like Fucking Batista bomb. Zhang can't do that shit. So I, yeah, Rose for the second time. She's, she's my wife, and I <laughs> taking her from Alex. He has I, a girlfriend, oh, and I. Whoa. Well, and I you cannot whoa. release this evidence on data. So I. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no Zhang for sure. How about you? Um, I'm gonna play the heel here. Um. <laughs> I love Zhang Weili in this fight. I think the odds are, are really good. I think I think she's going to win. Um, I've bet against Rose before. I've been wrong. Um, I thought I thought it was a fluke when she beat Joanna for the first time, and it clearly wasn't. And I think it was a fluke when she beat Zhang Weili for the first time, and it might not be. It's going to be. Here's I respect the, double down, though. I respect doubling down. I'm going to be in Madison Square Garden with USA Chance just screaming through the arena. And that's where my heart's going to be. I want you to know it would be it's an emotional hedge. I think it'll be really cool if Rose wins. But my my head just screams Zhang Weili here. I think she's awesome. I think she's a freak. Um, I think she's just going to get right back in it. And, and she, you know, learns from her mistakes last time and i think she's gonna come out and 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 win this fight but definitely like i said my heart will be with rose my the usa chance will be will be screaming but but i think my money's gonna be with sean whaley communist yeah but, uh, he's, he's, clearly <laughs> he's clearly anti-patriotic <laughs> he, he was a fan of covid all right <laughs> Move on to the main event, uh, welterweight match, title fight. The champ, Kamara Usman, is facing Colby Covington. Usman minus 280, uh, Covington plus 230. Uh, yeah, we'll let you go first, Josh. Wrap it up. What do you got for the main event here? Can't wait for this fight. Like I said, the first one's one of my favorite of all time. Uh, Colby, I think, is severely underrated. He gets so much hate just because of how he is. And I think think um <laughs> who he is as a person in general yeah who he is as a person in general i think is is like people just don't like him but i think it's it's really an act and uh i think he's such a good fighter and that doesn't take away anything from that i think he's the only one in this division that can really give kamaru a fight i think it's going to be a great fight um i'm just a little worried like Obviously, Colby hasn't been very active. He fought Tyron Woodley over a year ago, looked great, but he hasn't, you know, been super active. He's never been known to be a crazy active fighter, though, I guess. Like, he was fighting a lot 2016, 2017, but then once in 2018, twice in 2019, once in 2020. Like, he's just, you know, he's not, he's not crazy active, but he always comes in and seems to get the job done. Uh, Kamaru is obviously been very active and has just looked better and better every single time he's 
terrifying. Um, he did get rocked by Gilbert Burns early in that fight, but again, he showed adversity, came back and destroyed him. Um, I, I think there's no way Kamaru loses this fight, but Colby is the man, and if anybody's going to do it, it's him. But but Kamaru Usman isn't losing this fight as much as I hate to say it. I'm, I don't know. He's going to get popped soon enough, but until then, he's he's definitely clearly on roids. But until he gets popped, <laughs> he's probably just going to keep winning, if I had to guess. All right, let's put our tinfoil hats on. But, uh, no, I – so, listen – Nazis are bad people, and Colby Covington is bad people, but goddamn it, the Nazis almost took over the goddamn world, and that's one small fucking country, and I think Colby might have a chance here to beat Kamaro. I hate to do this, because I hate who he has. It was a wild rap The Nazis almost took over the world, so Colby Covington won this fight. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they're equally equally bad. I'm so excited. I'm I'm extremely excited for what comes next. (laughs) Lead us up to it, buddy. <laughs> they're equally bad. I think they're terrible people, but powerful. And I just, I fucking, I don't know. I, I hate, I hate Kamaro. I think he's got to slip at some point. And I think this would be the one fight where we're like, we don't expect it to go this way. And we leave the whole card being like, I did not expect this at all. And I think this is this, this fight. Again, I can't express how much I fucking hate Colby. But I just, I weirdly can just see him winning this fight somehow and coming out on top. I, I think Kamara wins again. No Nazi reference. No Nazi reference. Pussy. I, I, <laughs> what a bitch. I'm, I hate both of these guys, but I respect the fuck out of both of them as fighters. I can't stand either of them as people. I think Cole. I think is. I think he puts on an act, but I think he's a pretty shitty human being, regardless of that act. I think he's a pretty sh- shitty human being for even thinking some of the things he says in the act are all right. Kamaru isn't a shitty human being. He's just a douchebag. He's so fucking he's annoying, fucking dude. Cringy ass clown. He's so cringe. Nothing he ever says is cool, but he thinks he's the coolest human being in the world. I think Askren world. really fucked up this whole division because he came in here and had some real personality and, and, and sold like crazy and immediately almost got a title shot. And they're like, well, we got to do that. And these dudes with no fucking personality started doing crazy yeah, shit. Honestly, honestly, 100%. Because, yeah, I cannot stand either of these two clowns. Like, if we could have no pre-fight press conference or I, I want no media on them. Just put them in the octagon <laughs> and let, let me watch them fight, please. I, I get dumber listening to them try to trash talk. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's embarrassing. Both of them, back and forth. This is I, true. I get dumber the entire time. But in that octagon, they're so fucking talented. And oh, the way it worked last time, they're both such good fucking wrestlers that neither of them even pretended to shoot. I mean, like, I think Kamara threw one feint in there. Other than that, there wasn't even an idea of wrestling. It was just fucking hit each other in the face as hard and as much as we can. And it was yeah. Gay. And if that's the case again, it's it's similar to the Gaethje Chandler thing with me is where I just don't see 
how Colby gets it done. I don't see an aspect in where he's better than Kamara. Because last time he showed that he wasn't willing to wrestle. If you, you know, if you break your jaw, like you're, at what point are you like, okay, maybe, maybe I should try to take him down. You break your jaw and still don't take him down. Like clearly you have no confidence in your wrestling ability against his, which I don't blame him. Kamara's huge and he's a good fucking, he's a great wrestler in his own mind. So I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what he's thinking. But if it's a stand-up thing, yeah, Gilbert Burns rocked him. Colby Covington has never rocked anyone. He's, he's a volume guy. He's a Nate Diaz. He's not going to knock any, anyone. So he's got to overwhelm him. And I just think Kamara's too tough, and he, I think he hates Colby way too much to ever get truly overwhelmed. Like, yeah. That's just my my opinion of that. I'm with you. I don't, I, I don't think Kamara... I don't, I don't see the the path to victory I, for Colby. To be clear, I can totally see a situation where he starches Colby. Yeah. Like, like that, that's not far out of my mind. My betting mind's kind of on Colby winning, but like, sure. like if he were to just fucking cold cock Colby in like the second and it's over, wouldn't be depressed. No, I, yeah, me, me neither. Like, like I said, I, I don't see a clear path to victory for Colby, but it's just one of those things where like if if somebody in this division is going to do it, it's going to be him. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know who who does it. I don't know. Like maybe Vicente Luque gets a shot and he, you know, does something. But Leon Edwards is not going to do it. Gilbert Burns obviously isn't going to do it or can't do it. Wonder Boy's not going to do it. Mazadal's not going to do it. Kies is not going to do it. Like I, you know, who does it until until Hamzat? You know, but but honestly. Before that, it's just, I don't know. I really struggle to like even when I picture it in my mind. You know, last time they fought, Colby landed a ton of shots. Kamara never even took a step backwards. No, you know, he landed some heavy ones. It's like, it's just, okay, so perfect world scenario. He's got to rock him enough that he backs backs up to the fence. He overwhelms him with some of, some of those, maybe gets his back and gets a submission it's like it's you see what i mean it's like it's just tough for me to formulate but i completely agree with like if anyone's no if he's gonna if if colby wins it's by like decision split decision yeah because uh and also you have to think about like like the money on the trilogy yeah no where it's like like, that's what i'm saying like i completely see your guys point on the like like, where it's like purposes it makes all the sense for colby to win this where it's like like colby wins one two kamara wins like Three, four, and then five is questionable. Yeah, yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's oh, just like, what does the UFC make more money on? Yep. Now I'm starting to see it. Now I can see it a little bit more. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I did. I, I, I do truly just think Kamara is better in all of the aspects. Well, the thing that makes Colby what he is is his threat to wrestle. You can't wrestle fuck anyone like that. That's what like he can sit in your face and just overwhelm you with these pillow fists and that can beat you because you can your hands are always down protecting against that fucking wrestle fuck. And you just can't do that with Kamara. That's just that's not a thing. It's like taking away his biggest weapon. Whereas Kamara still has more tools in his fucking arsenal. I guess that's just the way I look at it. But I I would not be a like I would love to see Colby win just to see the trilogy 
because I'll, I'll watch these two fuckers fight every fucking time. Yeah, it's some some parody in the division would be nice, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. But like I said, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Colby. So. Exactly. I, yeah, for sure. I would agree. Yeah. Also, uh, last thing, I guess, about like fighting around this date. I don't know if you guys saw, but but Bo Nickel makes his second MMA appearance, a oh, professional yeah. MMA appearance, November 5th, day before yep. this card. Island fights 70. He's going to be in the UFC one day and he's going to be fucking awesome. I love Bo he, Nickel. He's good. Is he fight? Or what's he fight for? He fights for uh, his fight organization, FITE. Okay. Okay. And gotcha, he's gotcha. going to be, he is going to fuck some dudes up. Yeah, he's like, um, like, like, he's like, what he would do to Kamaru Usman on a wrestling mat. It's ridiculous. He, he would tech fall him and set like so quickly. I I got to watch Bo Nickel wrestle in person at Ohio State. My I don't remember what year it was, but um, he, whoever he was fighting was like the number two wrestler in the nation at the at their weight class, and he pinned him in like. 30 seconds yeah it was nuts it it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen i'm like what he's so good he's terrifying he's gonna murder people like he if if and i don't know i really i didn't watch his first fight i know he submitted him by triangle but i don't know what his striking is like at all but if he if it can even be decent and even has a decent chin he's gonna be terrifying by the time he gets to the ufc terrifying He's going to be – he's one of those dudes where I'm glad he went into fight and he's going to build himself up. Like, give yourself yeah, – I really hope you're learn, learn the striking, learn jujitsu. He submitted somebody by trying yep. the first one, so that's a good sign. But he's yeah. legit. He's legit, legit. He's he's a monster. He's a terrifying fighter. So I really hope that uh, he's yeah. he's Gable one of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers in the world. Yeah, because Dan didn't take a call with him. Because Dana didn't want to meet with him when he was in Vegas. Yeah. Who are you talking about? Gable. About Bo Nickel? Gable. Oh, Gable. Yeah. Gable. Yeah, I saw that. WWE. I listened to Gable interview with Hawani, and it was, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. he's going to do that WWE thing for a while and then hopefully eventually makes his way over to MMA in some way, shape, or form because he would be a lot of fun to watch at heavyweight. Well, like the, the thing is, like, for one, the reason he's going with WWE is he can go and do promotions with the NA with the NHL, you know, and everything like that with the name and likeness, name and likeness shit. He can do that during season with the Gophers as he wrestles for his next championship because he missed out on one with Kobe. So that's why he's doing that. So yeah, long. I forgot he's going back. Yeah, and he, he hasn't signed a long term deal with them or anything like that, so it's not out of the question. I don't believe. I don't think it's super long term. No crazy i think it might yeah i forget it was like three or four years and this year's like developmental so it doesn't count i think it's like three years or something but he also idolizes brock so he really wants to to i think take the brock route and do like the wwe stuff first and then come over and i think that i don't it sucks that i understand it where he's got like where it's like where it's like i don't want to go fucking actually fight dudes for less money or fake yeah. dudes for more money and he's gonna and right. he's gonna be training like you better believe it. like the dude is gonna be training he'll be he'll come to the ufc eventually and he'll make his name in a big way and he's gonna be a massive draw too 
I mean, he's he's awesome. He'll be a massive draw, and I'm, he'll be really good. The only thing I worry about is just that, you know, there's a difference between training and competition. Very true. And it's just like, how much is he going to lose not having that? And I completely understand it, like JT said. I completely get it. I do the same thing for sure. I would act and pretend to get hit in the face and pretend to do this shit for way more money than actually walk into a fucking ring with Francis Ngannou <laughs> for significantly less money. Like, no fucking shit. No yeah. Especially when the dude for the less the one that's gonna pay you less money didn't even yeah didn't even want to meet with you didn't yeah. even act like you did, didn't anything. meet with you while you were in Vegas well and like the thing with it too is like the thing that's really frustrating for me as a fan who's a big fan of wrestling is like Gable would be like better than Fedor yeah at his peak like yeah. like like how good Gable would be is like I if he was at his peak and actually trained he he might be able to beat John Jones. Like he might be able to like beat like a freak jump. Like he's he's, he's such, such a freak athlete where it's like he could be freak of nature, freak athlete with a wrestling background. If he has anything in his hands at all, literally anything in his hands, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time already. Like dude, he could be a fucking NFL offensive lineman. Like he's he could freak. literally do anything. Like like if, if he wanted to be, he could collect fucking twenty mil a year being a fucking NFL offensive lineman if he put his mind to it. I'm That's... sure he could be an NFL running back if he really wanted to. Have you seen those backflips he does? The yeah. dude's a fucking freak. Defensive dude. lineman, offensive lineman, no matter what. Like he's good. Literally, he'd be he's like Miles season. Garrett. You could literally throw the motherfucker anywhere, and he'd just be a fucking freak. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he deserves all the credit. He's gonna be a beast. Yeah, it's so disappointing. I, just... I gotta rest. I gotta watch him wrestle in high school, and it was so much fun because he's like a he looks like a baby, like he looks like a big ass baby because yeah, he has a baby face. He is bad on him and shit, and he just fucking rolls these dudes up like nobody's business. It was beautiful to watch. My uh, my brother goes to Minnesota. I think I might try to make a trip out this like winter sometime to to just visit him and hopefully I can watch Gable wrestle. I'm gonna have to do a co-op trip. Oh shit! Yeah, no. We got somebody. You know, you know Josh or Josh Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot he's up in Duluth, right? Yep. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. So yeah, we might have to make a co-op trip. Go watch some wrestling. Party go with the boys. Actually, yeah, let's actually look into that. Let's. Uh, that would be sweet. Yeah, no, I was, that'd yeah. be a fun trip. Oh, yeah. yeah no well, yeah we're, we're planning our schedule on the pod which is awesome yeah people are gonna well hella fans are gonna be there you'll be like oh yeah this boy needs to make a fucking trip to des moines yeah i come get fucking drunk also have, true. have you gone to two nfl games or just one this year yeah because i thought you i knew you went to one and you said you were gonna go to the other one just one i was gonna go this thursday to the browns broncos game but then i ended up going to columbus instead so Anybody ever tell you you kind of look like Baker Mayfield? I actually got that like two weekends ago. Um, some dude was shit faced and he was like, Yo, you look like Baker, bro. I was like, Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. but yeah, no, uh, great collab episode. I know I provided a ton of analysis and you guys are all trying to ride my pair. You're, you're the quarterback of this episode, do not shy yourself. I'm what? just handing the ball off. You guys are Derrick Henry and I'm the quarterback, I'm just handing it off. Just hand it the off. Captain. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
but no, it was fun just listening to you guys break it down. I already got a decent amount of bets in my brain that I want to play based on what you guys said. So, and I think like I said, I think I know you'll tweet out your card. 50-50 shot, the high inside account tweets out a card. We will tweet out a card for both these two Saturdays because there's so uh, cards. Yeah, and I'll have I'll have a pod coming out. Like I, I you normally try to keep mine pretty short. Like so I'll have something coming out this week for 267 and the next week, of course, for 268. Um probably maybe even like a breakdown episode next week as well. Like a recap episode from 267. I think I hopefully will have like a guest on each, but, but if not, um, we'll see, but yeah. Solo dog it. Yep. Right. Feel free to invite us onto the podcast. Yeah. Or, or like we'll be yeah. there anytime yeah. you need, sir. We're down yeah, if I miss some, if, 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 if that's any day. <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll let you boys know, no doubt, but yeah. Yeah, no, check out Throwing Bows uh, podcast. Check out Hide Inside podcast. Check out everything else we got going on at the Coda Sports Cappers Network. I mean, we literally have a podcast for anything. Uh, Soup's about to, Josh Campbell's about to start a book review podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. We're getting, we are diversifying. What the hell? We're looking into getting. (laughs) Give me Pace's number. This can't be accepted. Al, you're going to love this more. It's a B Russ and Soup. Uh... Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. Dude, I'm just saying Royal Rumble with fucking, what's it called? Alex and B Russ. (laughs) This is the headliner. West Virginia versus Texas. What's the name of the podcast? Dumb and Dumber? I think it's like a book review. It's so, uh, Josh is still, uh, he was asking a bunch of different names. Helen Keller and Ray Charles were good looks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to listen to that. Though. It's going to oh, be electric. You know yeah. that. Oh, that's going to be good stuff. So, yeah, a lot of, their, lot their of dynamic stuff. is, their dynamic is undefeated. The two oh, of them. They, for sure. Just, yeah, they're almost polar opposites, but they just gel together. Yeah, no, good shit. Check out the college football show we have on the Coda Sports Network. And like I said, there's a soccer podcast. There's a bunch of other podcasts. Check everything out. Uh, our Twitters, we got at FadeJT, uh, at Alex Long, uh, at DJLow4422. Uh, Josh, I don't really know yours off the top of my head. Von Fluchoke just, or something. Yep, exactly. At Von Fluchoke. Shout out OSP. So I didn't I didn't know that was you. So I knew I knew Josh Dillon from like mm-hmm. original Coda Cappers, and I saw Von Flute choke, and I was like, "This dude's legit MMA." Because nobody knows a Von Flute choke just from fucking the top of their head. Yeah. First off, no one knows the Von Flute choke, and second off, very few people like know about Shemaya Like, yeah, Darren Shemayev as a mix. I was like, I was like, this dude's legit MMA, and if I know it was you, I was like, oh fuck yeah, like looks yeah, like it, looks like all the yeah. fucking Darren yeah. go photoshops that he does on his profile pictures i was like oh dude, this dude's deep in mma i respect it <laughs> let's go let's go but yeah no i yeah we went a little longer than normal for both of us but a lot of good a lot of good action a lot of good content a lot of good fun but yeah that's normally how it works when you hand me and jt some yeah. and a mic get these get these guys gotta cut us off a bong a mic and a fucking beer it, it's over it, it's you might as well it's pencil in an hour and a half at least <laughs> but yeah al buddy you want to end it how we always do yeah y'all stay high inside